Hello and welcome to another episode of Crimes from the East. In today's episode of Desi True Crime, we go to Bangladesh and we talk about the sensational case from 2019 about Hercules, Bangladesh's very own vigilante who rose up like the dark knight to seek vengeance for the beleaguered people of Bangladesh. With me today is true crime enthusiast Alex, who will take this Desi True Crime journey with me into a very interesting case. Hi, Alex. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about Hercules, um, and I will try not to break into song. <laughs> All right. I'll really try. From zero to hero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into it, shall we? Yes. On Saturday, January 26th of 2019, a male body is found lying face down in the paddy fields of Boltala village in Katalia. I want to apologize to all the Bangladeshi people out there if I'm not pronouncing any of these um, names of villages and places correctly. I apologize. Please let me know how to pronounce these. You just have to channel your inner Bengali. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> it's like deep in there. It's deep in there. It's going to come it up. It's going to come up to the surface soon. <sighs> this dead body had a fatal gunshot wound under his left eye near his ear. And he was left clear out in the open to be discovered by the unsuspecting villagers. There were also injuries on his body that could have been caused by hacking with a sharp weapon. The murder seemed to have been committed in the late hours of the previous night or the early hours of Saturday. This may have played out like just any other violent crime if there hadn't been a very curious and shocking note left on the victim. Tied around his neck was a note, a white piece of paper encased in clear plastic. The following words were printed in Bangla, which is the native language of Bangladesh, and it said, I am Sajal. I am the rapist of... The victim's name is redacted here. And this is my punishment. So the body was that of Sajal Jamadar, 28 years old. And he was one of two people accused of raping an 18-year-old victim in January 14, 2019. Um, the victim was a madarsa student, which is a religious school. Um, and she was walking home to her grandparents' house in Bhandaria for a visit. When she was accosted by two men who then forced her into a dark corner and sexually assaulted her. Um, yeah, how sad, right? This is just... Oh my God. Did she, did she survive the assault? Um, yes, she did survive okay. the assault. And they actually did report it as well. Okay. So he was one of two men, right? He was one of two men who yeah. were accused of raping her. On Friday, February 1st, 2019, another male body was discovered near a brick kiln in Rajapur, which is about 15 miles from Kathalia, where Sajal was found. So just like Sajal, this body also had a fatal gunshot wound and appeared to be beaten up as well. The body was that of Rakib Mola. He was 20 years old, a law student studying at a private university in Dhaka. Rakib was the other prime accused in the rape of the same 18-year-old victim in Bhandaria. The eerie note made an appearance again this time with a chilling warning. 
It said, I am Rakib. I am the rapist of victim's name is redacted of Pirojpur Bhandaria. This is the punishment for rape. Rapists, beware. And it was signed Hercules. Oh, damn. Uh huh. Oh, my God. That's interesting. If I had like some kind of Marvel music, like Avengers or (laughs) the Punisher (laughs) music, if I had the license to that, I'd play that right now. Dun, 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 dun. No, you got to play the Hercules, the live action series theme song. It's really lame, though. It's very cheesy 90s. But damn, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. He like really went after them. Yeah. So the victim of this assault uh, when she returned home on 14th January, when after the assault, she told her family about the incident. And two days later, on January 17th, her father lodged a case of rape against Sajal and Rakib at the Bhandaria police station. Okay. Yeah. So basically, it was like the father and the police who knew that this happened. Yes. As far as we know. As far as we know. So a week later... Sajal's body is found, and two weeks later, Rakib's body is found. It just happened right there. R- then and right there, after. yeah. It's not as if it's been years and, right. uh, you know, the there cops no haven't done anything. Yeah, there's no build-up. There's no waiting. It was just instant justice. Yeah, there's definitely no time for, like, an investigation or anything to happen, really. Obviously, the families of these two accused were also distressed. And Sajal's father, Shah Alam Jamadar, lodged a case with the Katalia police station over his son's murder on January 26th. The rape victim's father has been named a prime accused in that murder case. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but in their minds, that would be the most obvious perp. Yeah, the most logical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Citing the first information report, the OC said that Sajal was kidnapped on January 22nd from Dhaka. And then his body was discovered four days later in Katalia. Okay. He had been abducted by a group of men posing as police officers on January 22. And then his body was found four days later in the paddy field. Wait, so he was abducted by a group of people, but the note was... Listed as just Hercules. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. So he was missing for four days. No one knew where he was for four days. Okay. I can only assume whoever this Hercules is or if, if it's a group of people, maybe they kept him captive somewhere and beat him up and, you know, whatever tortured else. Tortured him What they would have done for four days. But he was discovered dead four days later in Catalia. Okay. From what we know so far, it sure seems like an open and shut case of revenge by the assault victim's family, right? Yeah, that would be the sort of logical step that they would have taken, maybe. When they reported to the police, do we know what what the response by the police was? Is there a motive for them to sort of take justice into their own hands? Besides the fact of the rape itself, which is already, like, kind of a good motivation, I guess. There are a very depressing, depressingly large number of sexual assaults that occur in Bangladesh. 
on a daily basis. And not too much is done about these assaults in terms of either education, prevention, or prosecution, or even investigation. And so it isn't out of place to to sympathize with these victims and their families when they feel beleaguered and disenfranchised in that sense. Like they don't, they don't feel like they have any hope of getting justice through the police and the judiciary because they haven't seen much action. This isn't a yeah. new crime spree. It isn't something that just started happening. It's been happening over years. Right. And mm-hmm. so I, I don't think they feel they have any hope of getting right. justice. There's a saying in Hindi which says pani sar ke upar chad gaya which means the waters have risen above our heads. You know, you've just reached the limit. You've hit the roof. Yeah. And you can't yeah. take it anymore. So so they would have maybe just not really jumped the gun but assumed okay, this happened. We know who did it. Either we take action or nothing will happen. We would be wrong if we thought that was an open and shut case. Oh, yeah. Because there was, in fact, an identical murder predating these two murders chronologically. The prequel. Yeah, the prequel. The prequel occurred on January 17th, which is the same day that the assault victim's father had gone to register the case for his daughter's assault. That's like... Such a short time frame. Okay. So there's no way wow. there's no way that he committed all of these murders, right? Why would the father commit any kind of vigilante action against some other accused? Yeah. So there's no way that he would have committed this prequel murder. And since mm-hmm. these three murders seem to be connected with similar MOs, similar murder weapons, similar notes, it can't be him since it is the same person or persons committing them. Yeah. Yeah, highly unlikely. This instance of vigilantism was the first in the series. The body found was with fatal gunshot wounds and the body was of Ripon or Ripon. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's R-I-P-O-N. Let's call it... Ripon. Ripon. Definitely not. I'm pretty sure that's definitely how you don't say it. Maybe it's repone. Repone? Yeah. Repone. That sounds okay. That sounds good to me. I'm going to say repone. Okay. He was 39 years old and he was a key suspect in the gang rape and murder of a female garment worker in Savar on the outskirts of the capital city of Dhaka. This was the first time the chilling note had appeared around the neck of a murder victim. And it simply said, I am the prime accused in a rape case. It wasn't signed or anything. There was no mention of Hercules. It just said, I am the prime accused in a rape case. Okay. Now, the rape case being referenced by the note occurred in the early hours of January 7. So just days earlier. Some reports state that this victim of assault was... 18-year-old, and the other two news articles I read said the victim was 14 years old or 15 years old. There may have been some kind of um, backtracking and sanitizing on part of the reporters, I feel, because this girl was working in a garment factory, and it Uh, may have been illegal 
to employ Ooh. someone under 18. Yeah. I, I would believe that she may have actually been 15 years old. Yeah, I mean, that's totally possible. Totally People possible. are sick. Mm-hmm. And so this girl was found deceased in her home in Ashulia, Berun, just hours after she had filed a case with the Ashulia police against Ripon and three other co-workers who raped her, one of which was her boyfriend. Oh, no. Yeah. So she reported them and then she died. Yes. Well, was found dead. She was found dead in her home. Do you think that, like, these sorts of cases and maybe subsequent deaths or crimes around them are prioritized at all? Or is it sort of, like, put aside a little bit because maybe it's not savory to the culture to even think about it? Or You mean, the, you mean sexual assault crimes? Yeah. I'm sure it is. Because even in India, right? We have a high number of reported cases, but I'm sure the number of unreported cases is just the same. Yeah. There is social stigma associated with being a victim of sexual assault, especially mm -hmm. for uh, women, because there is a very close association of chastity and sexual history of sorts with right. character. Your value as a person in society which is so archaic like this isn't the 1300s yeah yeah it is slowly fading away things are not mm -hmm. you know as bad as they may have been 20 30 years ago but especially in rural areas and more conservative and traditional communities i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that it still has a big impact. A lot of stigma. A lot of mm -hmm. stigma, and it has a big impact on how the victim is seen in society and treated by society. Yeah. So, yeah. so in a lot of cases, they don't even report it. Families will suppress stuff like this. Okay, so we have three uh, victims of sexual assault, and we have three victims of, like, a murder. Two. We have two victims of assault and three guys oh, yeah. who were accused. Because both of these cases, there were multiple... Multiple uh, like, assaulters. Assaulters, yeah. The first case, where which was Repon um, and his friends. There were four guys. Only Repon was found dead. So there's three other guys who are probably in hiding, Involved. who I'm sure are looking over their shoulders even today. Well, that's kind of a nice thought, isn't it? It is. It is. If they did it, I mean, we're pretty sure that they did it, right? I mean, yeah, we don't know. That's what's kind of tricky about these to me is because you have to, to acknowledge that it's accusations, it's allegations. And I think that's kind of the problem with vigilante justice like this mm -hmm. is like, what if this Hercules person took matters into his own hands and just killed three random guys. So that's sort of the question I wanted to ask is, are we, are we, can we call it a day? Yes. We've got three murders. Yep. Okay. So Hercules only ever um, killed three of these guys. And okay. there haven't been any other reports of, you know, rapists showing up dead with a note around their necks. Uh, well, okay. I don't even want to call them rapists, but let's say accused rapists. Yeah. We mm -hmm. can only hope Hercules got it right. 
right. and that these guys were indeed rapists and they did what they were accused of because, damn, if they were innocent, if they were innocent, this is just atrocious. That is the downfall or pitfall of vigilante justice. They better be sure of what mm-hmm. they're doing. Yeah, it's kind of weird to be saying, like, let's hope that they were actually rapists. But <laughs> in this case, given the context, we kind of we, we kind of need them to be. Otherwise, it's just violence upon violence upon violence. Yeah, like, uh, wasn't it Gandhi who said an eye for an eye makes everyone blind? Yeah, some, yeah, 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 something like that. That applies so well in this case, I feel. Mm-hmm. Was this the work of a citizen vigilante or what? Or a policeman who'd seen enough and taken it upon himself to resolve these cases in a brutal but quick way. Just to send a message. What do you think? Like a cop or a regular person? Well, it seems like it would have to be someone who was pretty acutely aware of the accusations. And as you said, these are the sort of crimes that I imagined are People try to keep pretty hush-hush mm-hmm. because there's so much stigma and shame, sadly, surrounding them. Right. Since there was a murder the day the father reported his own family's tragedy, I would lean towards a police officer. And also the fact that all three were shot. Right. Yeah, I totally took that for granted. Yeah. Like... So in America, you can buy <laughs> guns in a Walmart. You can buy guns mm-hmm. anywhere, pretty much anywhere. Um, It's not a problem, but in most of Southeast Asia or South Asians uh, in particular, guns are not easily found or bought or licensed legally. For these victims to have shown up with gunshot wounds to the head, by the way, it's it's it looks to me like the work of a law enforcement. Do Do you think? It was purely vigilante justice, though, because we can be pretty mad. We can be completely outraged, heartbroken, moved. I would dream about doing something like this, but to actually take that next step, that's another reason why I would think that maybe it could be a cop, because they're sort of more trained towards violence, sadly. I don't know if that's, again, an American stereotype, but you would imagine that if a policeman has a gun, they're sort of trained how to use it. And and it being kind of professional or regimental or part of your makeup in, in some sense, which comes... Uh, part and parcel with being in law enforcement or even defense for that matter, right? They're trained for this. They're trained for this. They're desensitized in some way Mm -hmm. to be able to perform their duties. If you give Mm -hmm. me a gun and tell me, go kill these rapists, in my mind, sure, I'm like blasting them off one by one. But in reality, I don't think I'll be able to do it at all. Yeah, no way. I wouldn't even know how to go about finding the person. What's that movie? Taken? Taken, mm-hmm. But even the dad in that, isn't he an ex-cop or ex-military or something? Like, you yeah. have to have some background to know how to track down guys. And if it was a group of people who abducted him, I mean, come on, that's so much organization. Yeah. But so this is 2019, and when the cops investigated the murders, was there, like, no... Did they not have... They had no suspects. They had nowhere to even start, I guess. Officially, what's reported 
So I'm not sure if they did find any kind of leads on who this Hercules might have been. And if they did, like, and they didn't release the information about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, I'm, I'm almost 85% team it was a cop <laughs> at this point. So another thing to think about, it could be the work of a group of people. Because yeah, it, it would not have true. been easy to handle these alleged rapists one on one. That's true. And and I was sort of trying to find out a bit more about vigilante justice in general. And it seems like usually it is arbitrated by a group. And it's not always for the better. Like one of the first Groups that pops up if you search vigilantism are lynch mobs in the United States. And, like, they were pretty messed up, <laughs> to say the least. Like, not exactly anyone's idea of justice, what they were doing mm-hmm. for the most part. But, yeah, so that that's a good point. It could definitely have been, like, a group. So were the was the first murder victim Repon? Yes. Was he connected or in the same vicinity or would he have been anywhere like on the same radar as the other two no no he wasn't so the case um involving ripon was in the outskirts of dhaka yeah and the other two cases are in katalia and rajapur both of these uh, latter cities are 260 kilometers away from dhaka so that's almost 160 odd miles yeah that's eight hours by car that's pretty far it's pretty far it's not as if it's the same bunch of towns where everyone knows Mm -hmm. everyone and they're kind of taking care of their own local business so to speak they are Mm -hmm. quite far apart like eight hours by car is not close by at all right yeah um, so that's sort of adds another element to it to me, because if it were a mob, you would think that there would be a connection, like more of a community connection or something. I, I'm of the opinion that it was a group of people. All the shots were to the head or in the area of the head, right? Mm-hmm. And this can't be possible if the men were fighting or if the, the victim was running away. Right. You can't shoot them in the face when they're running away from you. Straight up execution style. So it does appear that someone was holding him down or holding them down while a third or fourth person shot them in the head. I mean, naturally, human rights groups condemned all of these vigilante murders, calling these extrajudiciary actions as detrimental to the balance of law and order and a big blow to the right to due process, even for the harshest of criminals. Um, Mizanur Rahman, the former chairman of the National Human Rights Commission, says, There is nothing to be delighted about with the emergence of Hercules. This kind of secret killing cannot make anything better. It is a cunning tactic to get support from a section of people. Okay. I completely agree with that. Like maybe someone he knew was raped or was a victim of sexual assault and he snapped. And I mean, that seems 
like a possible. It may have been well-meaning cops who know that to some degree they too are powerless, right? Mm. If there isn't enough evidence to convict, if if their hands are tied because of corruption or political or communal pressure. These things these things exist. Some people just know the right people and one phone call means they're out of jail. Yeah. They're out yeah. on bail. Mm-hmm. And maybe that occurs often enough that cops are tired of it too. And maybe yeah. some there's a group of cops who've had enough and they're like well-meaning but took right. the law in their own, own hands. Honestly, this didn't happen that long ago, 2019. And since mm-hmm. they weren't caught, we could definitely see more more of Hercules, new seasons. <laughs> Maybe everything's a bit on pause with COVID or something. Who knows? It might not be the end. Yeah, it's it's Hercules dot 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 question mark. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is in Hercules full stop. We don't know when he or she or they will strike again. It could happen. So rapists beware. Rapists beware. But also anyone accused of being a rapist beware. <laughs> even if he didn't do yeah. it. Yeah. That is the does. worst part. That is the worst part because there wasn't even enough time for an, an investigation or any mm-hmm. kind of conviction to take place. Ugh. It's kind of yeah. dicey, like, you know, to put <laughs> put to put your support in the corner of Hercules because of that. It was too soon. It was too early. And all of this takes place in a matter of three weeks. Just three weeks. And then nothing. And then nothing. So Hercules kind of went on some kind of bender. I don't know what he was on or they were on. And they were like, all right, let's do this. Bam, bam, bam. And then they're done. I hope it's not a cliffhanger. It's just a mystery. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, so we know that human rights groups and most uh, law enforcement officials completely condemned this act of vigilante justice. But a sharp contrast to this was the reaction of the general public who absolutely love, adore and admire Hercules Mm -hmm. and hail him as a savior and a punisher. For the millions of victims who lose their dignity, their livelihoods, relationships, and even their lives running pillar to post in search of some justice. So he's a hero. If you look at the comments on any of those news articles or Mm -hmm. any of the videos on YouTube, it is 100% praise for Hercules. Everyone's like, oh, Hercules, you're our hero. Come back. Hercules 2024. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I get it, because even if technically it's dicey, we don't know, we didn't have enough evidence to actually take this action, the statement is pretty bold. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. My heart is behind the statement. My brain is like, no, that's that's bad. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all in that same boat of maybe, maybe it's okay. <laughs> we can't officially say yes. Yeah, it's pretty sticky. He's kind of like a hero to zero. Yeah, like, you know, maybe don't kill them. Maybe beat them up and then have them confess. Yeah, bring them to the police. Don't beat them up. Actually, no. Beatings lead to false confessions. So 
That's no. true. Maybe don't beat them up. Just maybe just shake <laughs> your fist. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Shake know. your fist in their faces and be like, go tell the truth. Go confess. Yeah. Use your strong muscles to collect evidence <laughs> nonviolently and take it to the police. Yeah. Or maybe prevent, <laughs> maybe he can prevent the crimes. Walk the streets Ooh. at night. Walk yeah. the streets at night. And if you see something or hear something, maybe take action then. Yeah. That's a better yeah. that's a better application of that energy. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. Plus exercise. Stay healthy. <laughs> Stay healthy, Hercules. The world needs you. Yeah. <laughs> but stop killing, please. Stop killing and um catch him, catch him red-handed. Don't kill him. I wonder if the incidence of violence reduced at all. I kind of suspect no. I don't think so either because there's no such uh, claim or report saying, oh, rapes have gone down in this area after Hercules showed up. I I didn't read that anywhere. 79 new cases were reported in January alone around the time that these Hercules murders took place. Mm. But yeah. That was so interesting. I feel like we really got into it. There's so many little pockets of questions and nuances in a case like this. It would have been nice if we had someone from that area who could give us more insider um, perspective on how mm-hmm. things were in that area. And if if um, sexual assault was really a daily occurrence and on the minds of the people Yeah, like what was the atmosphere before and what was the atmosphere sort of during and after even? Mm -hmm. If I have any listeners apart from my friends and family, um, (laughs) and if any of you are from Bangladesh, definitely write in. No haters, please. (laughs) (laughs) Just send me your thoughts and views on the Hercules case or any other case that you think we should discuss on the podcast in a future episode. I would love to hear from you. My question that I should have asked from the very beginning, though, is like, where does Hercules come from? Where does this come into play? Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Yeah, like Hercules, the Greek uh, hero? I would have thought if you told me a vigilante killer named Hercules, I would have thought it was like the stone man almost. They threw rocks, like super heavy rocks or threw the bodies around or shooting someone in the face is not exactly a muscle move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I had to look around the internet and someone shed some light on what could have been the possible source of this moniker. There was a Bengali movie released in 2014 called Hercules. Okay. And in this movie, the protagonist is a very timid and submissive, introverted person who doesn't really have much. He almost gives up, but somehow, miraculously, he's like blessed with these powers of unlimited force. And he's like all of a sudden a strong man like Hercules. So he like becomes strong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he goes out and beats the crap out of everyone. Interesting. Um, So since we were talking about this movie that maybe was the inspiration for the... uh, A moniker? 
this moniker. Yes, thank you. Is there like a history in Asian, South Asian, Indian films of like a vigilante character? Actually, yes, there is. Um, there are so many movies all over South Asia. Now, I, I'm mostly going to refer to Indian movies since I'm familiar with them. Back in the 80s, there was a super popular movie called Shehenshah starring Amitabh Bachchan. Oh, yes. Even I know him. Yeah, the songs in that movie are just so catchy. So the vigilante, his name is Shehenshah. His moniker is Shehenshah. He fights all kinds of injustice and protects the dwellers of a slum. And he breaks up illegal liquor dens and gambling dens and whatnot. I think I actually have seen this movie. You have? Yeah. Is he, I won't be surprised. He's like beating people up. He's like in a leather outfit with chains and he's got yes. like silvery white hair and a beard and everything. I love that. <gasps> yes. I, I, I think I've seen it. Yeah. I wouldn't oh. be surprised. It, it was really popular. Um, mm-hmm. And there is another movie which I've watched. It's a Tamil movie. Uh, it's called Anian which means stranger. That movie is about a guy who sees so much social apathy and breakdown of the civic system, like no one's following the rules, not just the people, but government officials as well. And um, this breakdown is leading to all kinds of accidents and causing chaos in his community. Yeah. So like major civil dysfunction, basically. Civil dysfunction. Yep. It just makes him so crazy that he splits in personality. And his, yeah. And so his uh, split personality is Anyang, who uh, wears all kinds of crazy outfits and stuff. And he kills all of these officials who don't follow the rules and take bribes and hurt the people of the community it was an intense movie and i love it i love that movie i've seen it 20 times and i'll watch it. really wow okay so you recommend highly recommend i think you're gonna have to start leaving like a watch list when you post these podcast episodes yes because it's 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 a little bit like the Simpsons phenomenon, right? Like, no matter what we talk about, there's a Bollywood movie on this. <laughs> no matter what we discuss, there's a movie for it. We're going to have a Bollywood corner. <laughs> I like that idea. Maybe we'll do that. We'll do like a Bollywood corner based on the theme of the episode. Awesome. I like it. Cool. So it is a very popular phenomenon in South Asia, the vigilante figure you know rising up from the masses to take control of a situation when I mean I guess that's like a great fantasy for people to imagine especially when you're living anywhere in the world where it seems like the system is not working well and Mm -hmm. the idea of taking justice into your own hands has got some kind of appeal yeah it's very entertaining to watch in a movie yeah but for it to play out in real life is is rather gory. It is disturbing. <laughs> it is gory. Yeah. It is disturbing. And I wish I wish that the circumstances that gave rise to the phenomenon didn't exist. Yeah. I'd rather that those circumstances be addressed than we have more vigilantes pop up. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like a problem that comes probably from a lot of different directions. It's like... Yeah, it's just a, it's a product of the environment. Mm-hmm. So 
that's your Bollywood corner for <laughs> the Hercules episode. First of many, I hope. <laughs> First of many. All right, Alex. That was Hercules from Bangladesh, the Dark Knight, who rose up out of anonymity and blended back into anonymity till maybe he rises again. We'll find <laughs> to out. To be continued, maybe. Thank you so much. This was really cool. Thank you, Alex, for being on. And I hope to have you back for another episode in the future. Please have me back. All right. Okay, bye. So that was the case of Hercules, the vigilante from Bangladesh. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Alex. A big thank you to her for joining in. And follow me at Crimes from the East on Instagram, as well as on Podbean, Spotify, hopefully, iTunes, hopefully, and Google Podcasts, hopefully. My podcast is still being approved, guys, so fingers crossed that I'm on by the time you hear this. You can write to me at crimesfromtheeast at gmail.com. I'll see you next week for another dose of criminal masala and spice. Namaste. Thank you.